of the OK Drama Podcast, where two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. All right, so we're back at it with Descendants of the Sun, and this time we are covering episode three. The drama fever synopsis of this episode is Mo Yeon and Shi Jin's reunion does not turn out how either expected. A truck accident is more than it appears. And the Hulu synopsis is Shijin and the Alpha team get off the transport plane and march to the medical team with the sun on their backs. Shijin recognizes Moyan instantly, but passes by. They find their hearts pounding. Is it due to discomfort or butterflies in their stomach? Oh my <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love the Hulu synopsis. I love that it only <laughs> yeah. covers the first, like, Three minutes. Yeah, nothing else. <laughs> and uh, the drama fever synopsis covers the first like uh, twenty. Twenty minutes. minutes. Yeah. The I guess the Hulu one. That's their I love you moment. So they're like, we're just gonna talk about yeah. this. And I love that it's like, is it due to discomfort? Yeah. Like, do they just have indigestion? Both of them <laughs> had some bad food earlier. <laughs> oh my god, I love that and. They march to the yeah. medical team with the sun on sun their sun on their backs. backs. <laughs> Someone was all having right. fun when yeah, they wrote that. Right. <laughs> um, I haven't asked this, but do the episodes have titles by chance? I don't think so. Okay. Um, because when like the little number of the episode mm-hmm. appears, like where the sand moves or whatever, yeah. I think it just says like episode three. Gotcha. Okay. Um, some other dramas do have names mm-hmm. of episodes, but yeah, okay. I don't think this one does. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I would love to know the titles if there are titles. Yeah. Just out of curiosity. So, let's get started. So, episode three starts where we left off. Mm-hmm. As the Hulu synopsis says, we're <laughs> at the airfield where Kong Mo-young loses her scarf in slow motion. And Shijin walks past her with his aviators on. Mm-hmm. And the I Love You song starts. And it's a very dreamy sequence. Yes. And at that moment, she's staring directly at him. Uh-huh. Like, holy shit, it's you. Yeah. I did not expect to hear. Her eyes look kind of watery. They look uh-huh. a little red. Yeah. And he just completely walks by her. I know. Oh. I can, like, feel, like, that heart drop mm-hmm. moment for mm-hmm. her. Like oh god this is happening yeah. <laughs> kind of a thing then it kind of like goes back into normal time mm-hmm. speed and <laughs> um Shijin and wolf start talking to the doctors about how uh basically they explain the logistics of their stay and who's in charge and that part's kind of boring but then Shijin finds Moyan and he brings the scarf to her and the Whenever Wherever You song, mm-hmm. or, or no, sorry, Whenever Wherever You Are song is playing, and they're both speechless, and Moyan, like you said, looks like she's about to cry, and it's a very, like, tense, but heartfelt. But. Yeah, and they don't even talk or anything. Yeah. It's just, he's holding the scarf for her. Their hands, like, very slightly touch, like, uh-huh. a finger touches a finger. It's really intense and yeah lovely and sad all at the same time. Yes. They end up going back to the base, and she seems like she's at odds. I mm-hmm. think the fact that she has to be there for one when she didn't want to be there, mm-hmm. um, she's angry about that. And then now she's got this person that she was interested in and just broke up with suddenly in her area. Mm-hmm. When she, I guess she figured, like, we'll just forget about each other. Yeah. Yeah, because... In the last episode, you could tell, like, she still kind of had feelings for mm-hmm. him, but, like you said, like, I think she was just like, 
whatever, I'm going to focus on my career, I'm going to, like, just yeah. move on, Yeah. but, yeah, that's rough, rough <laughs> stuff. Uh, like you said, the medical team's back on the base, and basically during the sequence, we're just kind of seeing people unpack and... Mm-hmm. Um, Get to know the area. Yeah, get to know the area and the soldiers. But I love this moment where the um, the rest, I guess, of, like, the normal soldiers are greeting the medical team. And they start putting lays on the yes. women uh-huh. for whatever reason. And the old doctor, like, bows to have, like, or lowers his head to have the lay put on him. And the kid just, like, moves on to the next yeah. girl. <laughs> and he tries to play it off. And then the young doctor is, like, so naive. The quote that really explains, like, I guess his uh, mental state is, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm on a field trip. Yeah. (laughs) For him, it's just kind of, like, a fun thing to do, Mm -hmm. a fun place to explore. And while he's, while this is happening, he ends up, like, going around taking photographs, Mm -hmm. and he's just having a good time. And one of the other soldiers, whose name I'm not sure of, I don't know if you have that marked down. I think he's Snoopy. Okay. Yeah, he asks him, like, what are you doing? And he's trying to get a photo of him, too. And he's like, Uh you can't take photos. Like, it's against regulation. You're not allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. You can't do that here. And Mo Yan kind of comes in and stops it, stops whatever confrontation is about to happen. And she's like, yeah, they have a lot of secrets here. Yeah, she's she's being a shady bitch, (laughs) kind of. (laughs) Yeah, that's her still being bitter about the whole relationship. Yeah. And a little bit prior to that, I think, or, like, around the same time, um, the old doctor is, like, hanging out with the mm-hmm. older nurse. Um, I wrote down her name, Ha Ja A, and she's unpacking, and he's trying to get her to run away with him. <laughs> and I, he's so charismatic and funny, in a different way than Shi Jin is. Like, yeah. he's really fun, it seems like. Um, Whereas Shi Jin is, like, really cool. Yeah. And, like, he's got all these smooth moves and things. Uh-huh. This guy is just, like, funny and adorable, and he's, like, he wants to make you laugh every yeah. time. I really loved this joke where he says, do you know how many diseases we could catch out here? <laughs> and she says, no, how many? And he says, I don't know. That's why we need to get out of here so <laughs> we don't catch any. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. So, but she basically is like, no, get out of here, like, knowing you for 30 years is my punishment. Because <laughs> um, he says, like, we're not even supposed to be here. Kong oh, yeah, he, yeah. is only here because she's being punished, and we're being punished along with her. Mm-hmm. So then he acts like a little two-year-old and, like, bounces on her <laughs> bed. And that's actually where I got her name, because he says, like, he says her name while he's, like, oh, bouncing okay. on the bed. But anyway, I, I really love their little dynamic mm-hmm, relationship. Mm-hmm. Shijin gets, he has a package with him, mm-hmm. and he walks past Moyan, and she sees him, and it's this awkward moment, like, kind of want to talk to you, but mm-hmm. no, we can't, or whatever, you're kind of ignoring me. He walks past her, goes into this building, and he kind of just stops there, and he can see her through, it looks like it's a mirror. Mm-hmm. She's reflected through the open window and stuff, and she's looking almost like at herself it's a really weird angle but it's like perfect too Mm -hmm. so he can see her I don't know if she can see him I don't think she can but he's kind of just standing there and then he takes the package over to Sadayang and they're talking about what's in the package he's telling him to open it Mm -hmm. it's probably a bomb like just 
typical soldier jokes, I yeah. guess. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I love it because he's like, open it now. And he's like, why? And he's like, there could be choco pies in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he ends up opening it, and they're kind of just, like, going through the list of things. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being a box being a box from Youngju. Mm-hmm. And it's stuff for the guys on the Alpha team. Except she Except she And she <laughs> asks, well, where's your gift at uh-huh. to uh, Wolf? And he's reading a letter at that time, and he says, it says my my gift is arriving shortly. Yeah. And it's it seems to them and to, I guess, viewers as well that the gift is obviously her, mm-hmm. and she's supposed to be coming, which is kind of exciting because they had such a weird, uncomfortable conversation mm-hmm. at the hospital, but also, like, the way the note sounded and the way it was written and, like, a care package and everything... It seemed like she's not mad at him, mm-hmm. like she still wants to talk to him, she still wants to be around him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get that automatically in the next scene when she's talking to the general, who is her dad, and saying, I'm going to be going to Eric, Eric, however you pronounce yeah, that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They've said it a couple times, but I never catch exactly how they're pronouncing also, it. Also, because I feel like they're pronouncing it with a Korean accent. Yeah. So I'm like, if I say it like them, it will be like... A person who speaks like American English, yeah. trying to sound like a Korean person, yeah, trying to sound doesn't like work. The name of this fictional yeah. country <laughs> doesn't work. But anyway, so she's talking to her dad, and she's telling him that she's going to be deployed there. Oh yeah, I think we missed kind of this backstory in the first episode. We kind of skipped over it, mm. but Mo Young's friend explains to her. Yes, yes, yes. The in one. the hospital. Yeah. Wait, that Myungju and So the Young were forced to break up mm-hmm. because he basically comes from a bad background. Similar, I guess, to Kim Ki Bum. Yeah, Kim, exactly. <laughs> Kim Ki Bum. Kim Ki Bum. And um, yeah, so her dad is like prestigious military guy. Mm-hmm. So the Young. I don't think he like went to college. He's just a military guy who doesn't really have a lot of prospects in life at this moment. Yeah. So. He, and, um, according to dramas, anyway, it kind of seems like in Korea, status is a big deal, so, like, you try to marry someone who's kind of at your social status, yeah. um, and that, if she married So the Young, it would seem as, like, she married beneath her. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's kind of why there's the tension, so... Yeah. Back to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically she's having this conversation with her dad saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to go over there and I don't care what you say. And if you're telling me no, then you're going to lose a... I'm not sure what she is again. Is she a I, sergeant? I don't I know, know what, what she is. But I forgot what her class I, is. Yeah. But she was saying, like, basically you lose me there and you'll lose me as a daughter. Mm-hmm. And she's very straightforward about that and what she wants and what she's planning to do. And, like, she doesn't care what her dad says. She wants to be with him. She wants to see him. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it's going to be. And it's a really intense kind of moment where yeah, I'm not sure what exactly is going to happen. Yeah, and I think um, a quote from the show is that she's saying that he's acting out of personal greed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that he's violating, like, military law, which I'm like, that's intense. But <laughs> I, I'm on her side because I'm like, you can't be, like, exploiting your position yeah. to make sure, like, your daughter... Isn't dates like, and marries whoever you want. Exactly. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're hardcore abusing your power, dude. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm on Team Myungju. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Absolutely. So after that little 
<laughs> moment with Myungju. Uh, we're back to Kang Mo Yeon, and she is walking around the base, uh, talking to her mm-hmm. friend. I hate this. Yeah, on the I phone. I hate it so much. Basically, she the her friend also says kind of like how Wolf said last episode um, that they're fated to be together, or maybe they're fated yeah. because how weird is it that they met again halfway around mm-hmm. the world? And they're kind of just talking about how awkward it is. And then the call drops, and she sees a bunch of these, like, gross-ass kids. And at first, she smiles at them, like uh-huh. they're cute or something. Like, no, girl, they're not cute. Like, <laughs> fucking stay away from them. Yeah, so they're licking metal, which... It zooms in on that one girl in particular. She's, like, admiring all these kids, uh-huh. and then notices this one girl with, like, sandy blonde hair. Uh-huh. And she has this big hunk of metal, and she's just sucking Yeah, on she's it. licking it like oh, an ice cream cone. I hate it. It's so ugly. It's so... It's hard to watch, and I, I feel like I need to Google whether it's a thing for, like, kids to suck on metal, or yeah. if this writer was just like, you know, it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've, I've never seen that in any sort of other media, yeah. so I don't know where yeah. she got that, but it's a thing in this show. <laughs> so she climbs over the fence and tells them to stop looking at it because it's dirty, and she gives um, the girl either a granola bar or a candy bar or some sort of thing like that. She's like, here, eat this. Yeah, and the other kids start freaking out, and they run over to her, and they sound like seagulls. And they're just going like, me, me, me. me. <laughs> they, like, turn into zombies yes. almost. And, like, they're all huddled around her. It's such a gross scene. It's yes. almost like a horror movie. It is. It's really hard to oh. watch. And so she looks kind of freaked out. And then Shijin comes, and he hops the fence and he's kind of mansplaining to her about not giving kids food. If it's like if you give a cat outside food and suddenly there's like 30 cats. And in like the a possum and a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, also he talks to the kids in their native language and tells them to go to the party that they're having. But I don't know what that native language is. And I tried mm-hmm. to Google it and I could not find it anywhere. So again, if someone knows what they're speaking <laughs> let me know or if this author or writer just made up a language yeah that's kind of interesting also <laughs> so possibility they made up the country <laughs> yeah so i'm not sure what they're speaking anyway that's not super important i just was curious so he is joking around with her um telling her that he told them to leave or he'd shoot them which is a running joke <laughs> um <laughs> And so she's like, okay, fine. But she's so she's still kind of like cold to him, like, mm-hmm. we're not yeah. doing this. And she walks away and then she steps on something metallic. Yeah. And, makes a little clicky noise. Yeah. And she then tells her she stepped on a mine. And then the goofy military music plays, which I guess is <laughs> yeah. to let you know, like, it's not serious. It's not that, serious. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, she freaks out. Yeah. And. She's so animated in these mm-hmm. moments where, like, something crazy is happening. Like, a silly crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, like, frozen and she doesn't know what to do. She's scared. She's kind of yelping and hollering at him, like, help me. Like, you can't do anything. I, I saw a movie once where somebody, like, stopped a mine mm-hmm. and, like, why are you here if you can't help me? And he's like, well, there's only one person I've ever seen that could stop a mine after it's been activated. Mm-hmm. The character in the movie you saw. <laughs> like, it's really silly. She's freaking out. He, like, topples over with her. 
and she's expecting for the bomb to go off the mine, and nothing happens. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, of course, naturally, she's pissed. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, she lands, like, perfectly on top of him, so it looks like they're cuddling. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, and, like, right before that, he says, like, I'll die instead of you, like, trying to (laughs) be, like, all whatever, macho. And she's like, no, you can't die. And so, yeah, like you said, she is, you know, real pissed. And this behavior, I feel like, is unacceptable and really creepy. Yeah. But also, when it's him, I'm like... Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, at least it wasn't a real mine of any sort. Yeah. It wasn't even, like, a mine that was inactive or anything, you uh-huh. know? Like, it was literally nothing. Mm-hmm. But also, like, she's in a new area. She doesn't know anything about where she is or what's happening. There's uh-huh. signs all over saying, like, beware of mines or watch out and danger and stuff. And uh-huh. I understand why she is pissed. Yeah, I would be too. I get it. I would be, like, bawling. And also because she's already mad at him. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's already this weird, I don't know, this weird thing between them. Yeah, and he is kind of, like, a bro about it. Mm -hmm. Because he, like, puts his hand behind his head, like, have you been? Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, dude, don't be gross. But also, you're real cute. (laughs) It's very complicated. So she, like, runs off. And I love that Wolf is like, you already made her cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? And Shichin says, even I surprised myself. <laughs> so at least he's, like, aware of how shitty he was. Yeah. So he goes after her, and she tells her him, like, don't follow me. And uh, he apologizes and tells her, like, it's because I haven't, I've only been around guys for, like, a really long time, and... I'm Blaming it on being around <laughs> soldiers and yeah. other men and fucking around. Yeah, so uh, then she's kind of like, okay, whatever, bye. But then the national anthem moment <laughs> happens, and they all it's stop very to random. Yeah, I don't know if this is a thing. I marked that in my notes, like, is that a thing they all do? Yeah, I, I've never seen it, but I'm mm-hmm. sure it is a thing. <laughs> Yeah, she, like, has her hand on her heart, he's saluting Mm -hmm. it, and it just kind of appears out of nowhere, too. It's not, Mm -hmm. like, before a ceremony or before a thing, you know? Yeah, I think on base in the U.S., or at least at, like, uh, Fort Sam, Mm -hmm. I think at a certain point every morning they play Mm -hmm. the national anthem. So I'm wondering if... If they have something. Yeah, like, it's kind of seemed around dusk time, so Mm -hmm. maybe they're like, this is our evening (laughs) salute. So... That's kind of what I assume, but I'm not sure. I just noted that it looked really pretty because mm-hmm. they do like kind of a drony shot over everything and yeah. the sunsets and um and I think at some point Shijin like kind of whispers under her ear like that he's happy to see her again, mm-hmm. which is nice. Also, in I think a previous episode, I said that Urk Urk. <laughs> The fictional country is set in Greece, or, like, that's where they filmed. Uh But I did some more Googling, and part of it, they filmed in Korea, too. Okay. So, just wanted to give a shout-out to Korea. I'm not... They don't say which parts are filmed where, but um, it's kind of a compilation of Mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff. After the national anthem moment, we cut to different scenes of different tents kind of throughout the base. So, we see the soldiers doing roll call. And then we see the male um, medical staff in their tent kind of trying to set everything up. And I, like, literally laughed out loud when 
Lee Chi Hoon, the young doctor, like falls over <laughs> while he's trying to put up his mosquito yeah. net. Because I'm like, this guy is just he, he does, he's he clueless. Know what he's doing, yeah. And then we get to um, Kang Mo Yeon's tent, and she's sharing with, I guess, like the younger nurse. And she's just kind of looking sad in her tent, like lying awake at night. And you see this candle burning. And I think the candle company is one of the sponsors of the Mm. show. That's why that candle keeps making Uh appearances. But I thought it was, like, really extra of her to bring a candle (laughs) to a volunteer trip. Yeah. And I think the premise is, like, they're only going to be there for, like, a week. Really? Yeah. So, um... It seems like such a big deal. (laughs) I know. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're, like, yeah, it's, like, a week or ten day trip. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, like, it's not like she's moving there. Like, why is she bringing a candle with her? Yeah. I felt like it was going to be, like, a fucking six month endeavor at this place. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it was only supposed to be a very short period of time. Okay. Maybe because the episodes are long. And it just feels like they're there feels forever. Like we've been there forever. <laughs> and yeah, we started watching and then we're re-watching to do these episodes and stuff. So I'm like, mm-hmm. they've been there like five years. <laughs> <laughs> but she wakes up the next day. All the girls are up. They're getting ready. And they become distracted outside because all the soldiers are running by in the morning. And they're all shirtless. And so all the girls are just staring at them and admiring them. Um, Shijin comes in and he sees that they're looking at these guys, Moyan included, and he stands in front and blocks her view and tells the shirtless guys to go on and do something else or whatever. He tells them that they're done. And she's kind of like shooing him to the side and trying to look over him and she's kind of like squinting like she's Mm -hmm. still sleepy, Mm -hmm. but she's like admiring these dudes and it's, it's a really interesting and funny moment. Mm -hmm. And... You can tell how he's jealous mm-hmm. seeing her look at these other attractive soldiers. Mm-hmm. Classic Alex move. <laughs> uh huh. Basically, yes. My um, boyfriend Alex is a very jealous boy, but in a funny way. Yeah, in a funny way. <laughs> not in a scary way. <laughs> he does. He does not like Shijin very much. No, he does not like how much I like Shijin. Yeah, that, that's more what it is probably. Um, after that moment happens, the medical staff is drawing blood from the soldiers. I'm not sure exactly what they're planning to do with that, what the reasoning is. I don't know if they went over that. But they're all talking to Moyan about um, getting their blood drawn or who's going to do what first. And then Shijin's in there, and she tells him, like, you, you're going to come in first and do it. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just like, uh, okay. Not sure why. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's obviously a competent doctor. Mm-hmm. She was way more qualified than that other girl mm-hmm. for that other position. However, she suddenly cannot find his vein mm-hmm. to draw the blood. And she keeps kind of poking around. Mm-hmm. And all the other soldiers are watching and kind of snickering and laughing. Mm-hmm. And again, he's really smooth. And he's just like, it's right here grabs mm-hmm. her hand and sticks it in his oh. arm and she like freezes and she's kind of just like oh yeah and everyone's staring and she doesn't know what to do and he's like you should probably put the violin and start drawing the blood uh-huh which again he's just super smooth he's so smooth when that moment happened because like 
she's trying to basically get back at yeah, him, mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know where it is, and, mm-hmm. like, making him squirm. And then this show, they will blur <laughs> blades, but they'll just show a needle going, like... Going into an arm. <laughs> and, like, they... I'm sure they did, like, ADR where they're, like... Like, yeah. they put... They make a sound effect where the yeah. needle goes in, and I'm like, that's not necessary. But I'm like, okay, so they did that. Mm-hmm. That was kind of intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, while all of this is happening, an older Korean dude comes in, and he's not a soldier, and he says he's there to pick up packages. I don't think they say who he is at this yeah. point. Um, but they all hear a crash, and the old guy is like, wait, there's a car crash. Does Did the car flip over with my kids inside? That's a quote yeah. from the subtitles. And I was so confused because later we find out that he's in charge of a construction site. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering at this point, like, does he mean, like, kids, his workers. meaning his workers, or his children? Because children? Yeah. I, I, that line is really confusing yeah. to me. Yeah. But it turns out that the crash was a UN cargo truck that flipped off the side of a road. So one of the, I guess the driver, died in that crash, but uh, there's one survivor who ends up being a bad guy, mm-hmm. who is a weapon smuggler, but they are dressed up like members of the UN peace team or whatever and they are you know smuggling weapons and hiding under the guise of the UN. Shijin calls the local police or the Korean army calls the local police (laughs) and Shijin's talking to the police uh guy and his accent and like Mm -hmm. overall demeanor is so weird. Yeah he's a goofy guy. It's almost satirical or I don't know like it's like if um, one of those, like, semi-racist cartoons from, like, the 50s <laughs> yeah. came to life, like, this is what a foreign police officer is like. Yeah. But they're both speaking English, which is... Weird. Weird, but fun. Shijin speaks really good English, mm-hmm, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, the cop is like, we'll take it from here, like, thanks for your help, blah, blah, blah. And so that's kind of where, mm-hmm. where we leave the crash site. So... After that, they're all kind of walking around, and um, Moyan asks Wolf if she can get the Wi-Fi password. And Wolf, being a good wingman, <laughs> tells uh, Moyan that she can't use the soldier's Wi-Fi for security reasons. But Shijin, who is going into town to um, the army headquarters to make a report about the UN truck incident, can take Moyan into town also and drop her off at like an internet cafe Mm -hmm. they both look a little like hesitant yeah but um he agrees and so they go into town um while they're driving over there moyan reveals how she's gonna end up opening her own clinic when she gets back and shijin brings up that scandal with the chairman and saying like is it because of what happened with that guy and she's kind of embarrassed and shocked like how the hell do you know about that Mm -hmm. and his response is that's all anybody talks about when you're in the room which is really funny and embarrassing but it seems so typical for those other doctors and nurses Mm -hmm. like we've seen them before like when she didn't get that position and they were all talking about it like Mm -hmm. wondering why and what happened and this and that or whatever gossips yeah a bunch of gossips especially because a lot of them are younger and then there's that Mm -hmm funnier doctor whose name I always forget Mm -hmm. 
but they're just let me just, like, talking I wrote shit. it down his name um I'm glad you have this quote here because I did not make note of that. But uh, Shijin says, I didn't step aside for you to meet that kind of man. <laughs> oh, I know. I thought that was kind of douchey. Yeah. But. Like, step aside. What does that mean? Like, you didn't step aside necessarily. She told you. That she, she was ending it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> if she didn't say that, you would not be, quote unquote, stepping aside. It's mm-hmm. really funny. Oh, so I found the the old doctor's name. His ah. name is. Song Song Hyun. Song Song Hyun. Yeah, that's okay. it's kind of a hard name. So. <laughs> <laughs> also, while they're driving, she asks about a beach they see, but he gets weird and fussy about it, and she kind of calls him out on that, and mm-hmm. I guess the way he's behaving. They stop into town, and instead of taking her to a cafe, he goes to like a hardware store mm-hmm. that's owned by some guy who we don't meet here. Mm-hmm. Named Daniel. Yeah, named Daniel. Very <laughs> American name. Um, but we end up meeting a Korean-Russian girl at the store. Very, very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's the same girl who tried, who bought the gun. Yes. That he, like, yes. Mm-hmm. again, being, like, a mansplainer. <laughs> yeah. Disassembled. So the girl is mad at Daniel for some reason. Not too sure why, mm-hmm. but she owns the hardware store with him. So mm-hmm. they're either together or they're just really good friends or they're related in some sort of way. Um, the girl assumes Moyan is a doctor from the medical team and smells her, which is really weird yeah. for Moyan. She kind of just gets up all in her business. Yeah, it's a little strange. Um, and Shijin tells her that she is a nurse with the peace organization. And that Daniel told him she is his wife. Mm-hmm. To which the girl kind of gets frustrated about. It's a really awkward conversation between the two of them, I feel like. Yeah, that girl has a really weird, almost like wild <laughs> vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of like how she um, is like, fuck Daniel. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I own this hardware yeah. store. And like, how did you hear about Daniel? And she's also, um, Moyan kind of tells her, like, oh, so you're a peace nurse, like, so you don't make any money, kind mm-hmm. of. And she's like, I don't need money because I'm doing what I love. And yeah. And Yan's like, okay. okay. <laughs> sure, Jan. Yeah. But I think this is a good time to do the fashion report. Yes, God! Because we get a lot of looks in this kind of beginning part of the episode. Mm-hmm. So um, while Moyan and Shijin are walking to the hardware store, you get like a full body look of what yeah. she's wearing. And she's wearing a cute dress. It's almost like a button up shirt dress, mm-hmm. but it has like an elastic waist and it's really cute. But she's wearing high heels, which... Again, I found to be kind of impractical. In that country, yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like there's a lot of good flat walking area. Everything seems a little bit rocky and yeah. just not the best. Especially because, from what I know of people who like live in Korea, a lot of them wear flat shoes or like sneakers. Yeah, I was going to say that look would be really cute with just like white tennis shoes or something. Yeah, because... Simple. I, from what I understand, like, people wear, people walk a lot in Korea mm-hmm. also. So, like, why would she be wearing those? And I guess it's supposed to kind of 
indicate to you like oh she's kind of out of touch with reality Mm -hmm. maybe like her being this new vip doctor like she's kind of she's still like dressing for that position yeah I also like uh, Lee Chi Hoon, the young mm-hmm. doctor's look um, later it's on in like the episode. Polka dot button up sort of one. I think it's just white. Um, I know there's one like he's wearing. I don't know if it's. I think that one might be at the beginning of the episode. Okay. But where the other kid like touches him. Oh, yeah, that one's all white. Yes. Yeah, it's white. Stains but, his shirt. <laughs> yeah. But he's wearing like blue slacks. And um, I can't remember the like actual name of this specific collar, but it's where like it. It's like a button-up shirt, but it doesn't actually have a collar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like those types of shirts. Yeah, those are nice. And then I also noted that the young nurse is wearing, like, baggy short overalls. Mm-hmm. And she looks super cute. Yeah, she's cute. But I could not pull those. <laughs> I think you should wear something <laughs> like that. I've seen stuff like that, and I've thought about it, but I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think you could pull it off. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it just for a Korean fashion look. Okay. And see how I do. Let's do it. <laughs> Buy a bunch of stuff from Yes Style. Yes. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> Did you have any fashion-y Not things? too many. Um, we see a part of um, Young Ju's outfit in a flashback. Mm-hmm. When she's going to go to that wedding mm-hmm. with Sadie Young. And I thought she looked really cute there out of her uniform. It's the first yeah. time you see her out of a uniform. And she, like, lets her hair down. And mm-hmm. she just looks completely different, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a nice change of pace. And then I like the younger doctor's button-up that had the print. It was, like, a polka dot. Yeah. Type. He dresses really well. I think yeah. that's kind of his thing because he's, like, a rich kid. Yeah. So he always, like... He's got the nice clothes and yeah. shoes. <laughs> dresses nice. Yeah. So while Mo Yan is at the hardware store using the internets, um, Shi Jin has to report to his commander at the headquarters, basically explaining about finding this fake UN cargo guy that was dealing weapons and had all this shit in the back. And they basically, like, they're saying that you can't mess with this idea in a weird sort of way, like, um, black market guys not to be messed with. And they have theories about weird shit that's happening mm-hmm. in the local area, but they're not quite... Yeah, it's all... They don't quite go into detail about what on earth is happening. Yeah, the commander is kind of like, we think some things are going on, but basically, like, just stay out of it. Leave it to the locals. Yeah. But then we find out, like, you can't really leave it to the locals. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. really kind of fucked up. And that's exactly when that happens. Like, you cut to the officer that picked up that pretend UN guy and he takes him to this I don't even know what this guy's ethnicity is. Do you know what his ethnicity is? The guy that's speaking, speaking English I'm and he's assuming in a suit. An Ameri- oh, well, I don't know what his ethnicity is, but I think he's American. Like, okay. Nationality because yeah. of later on in the series, um, you see that. But yeah, he's he's an American dude in like 90% yeah. sure. <laughs> His English is very good. He's uh-huh. dressed nice. But they bring him back, the guy that they picked up. Mm-hmm. And he's... That police officer is basically telling him, like, you can't do this anymore. You can't have these people dressed up like UN workers. Like, they're already on to you. They're, the mm-hmm. soldiers already know. Like, they know what to be on the lookout for. Mm-hmm. And that guy just, like, holds a gun up to him. <laughs> it's, like, threatening yeah. him. And then he ends up 
fucking shooting him. And then the other guy, the other guy dressed up, or is an officer, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. is just like, you've been promoted. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, who the fuck are you people? Yeah. He, it's such a weird cut, like, I don't know, this whole other story that's happening. Yeah. I have no idea what on earth is going on. It's really mysterious. Mm-hmm. But he says, I wrote this down. So basically he's, in this scene, he's bribing the cops to, like, mm-hmm. work for him. And that's when the, like, local cop is like, okay, I'm trying to help you, but, like, you're, you can't keep doing stuff like this because, mm-hmm. like, there's only so much I can do. Mm-hmm. And he says, he just casually uses the phrase, like, hey, dead presidents. And he, like, throws them a wad of money. And I was like, is that a thing? So I Googled dead presidents money, and, like, it is a phrase but I had never heard that. Have yeah, I've you? never heard that either. So I'm wondering if that's, like, again, one of those things where, like, this sounds cool, like, yeah. in English, but yeah. I've I've never heard that. I just thought that was a weird little tidbit that he calls money dead presidents. <laughs> After that, it basically flips back to Shiji. Mm-hmm. So it's just going, like, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And that same commander is telling him... Don't mess with these people. Don't don't meddle in there. Don't try to find out what's happening. Mm-hmm. Don't bother with the situation. Just leave it alone. Do what you need to do mm-hmm. so we can go back to Korea and I'll get promoted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he tells him, you'll get promoted too. Like, mm-hmm. we just need to get through this, basically. Yeah, like, lay low and just deal with this shit. Uh-huh. Get out of here. It's not our problem. We can. <laughs> Which is kind of like, yeah, that's maybe true, but also, like, y'all are soldiers and... I don't know. Yeah, that guy has a very much, like, not my problem attitude, which I really relate to, (laughs) but I'm also not, like, a high-ranking soldier in the army. Yeah. So, I don't know. This next part is sad, though, because at the end, he tells Shijin, like, oh, by the way, we have a transfer notice for Sada Young. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. After Youngji was so excited about going to see him Mm -hmm. and had that conversation with her dad. And now, since her dad couldn't do anything about her not going, Mm -hmm. he decided to fuck over Sada Young and pull him. Mm -hmm. So he's sending him back to Korea. Mm -hmm. And they're telling Shijin, like, let him know Uh that he's leaving in, like, a day or some bullshit. It's insane. We cut back to the base and I'm kind of confused about the timeline here mm-hmm. because Snoopy, it looks like, is giving Sadaya yeah. his transfer order. So I'm not sure if, like, Shijin faxed it to them yeah, or, or something. Yeah, or if he gave it to Snoopy for some reason. Even though they're, they're such not good there friends, yet. you would think, yeah. like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's, I'm confused about that. I guess it doesn't matter. But then we um, do a time jump or flashback. Which, it took me until, like, the second or third viewing to realize, like, oh, this is a flashback, not... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Because the timing in this show is so confusing. Like, all of the jumping around. Anyway, so, there's a flashback to where it looks like the commander um, of the special forces, so Yoon Myung-ju's dad... Um, first confronts Sada Young, and basically it's really awkward because they're eating lunch, and Sada Young doesn't eat in front of him. I don't know if that's he's like, got like war paint on. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a respect thing or I don't know. But after everyone leaves because they're like in a dining hall, Yoon Myung Ju's dad says, "I know you're dating my daughter, but you need to stop." Mm-hmm. And he basically says, like, you know, 
if you really like her, then you'll do what's best for her, and you is not what's best for her. Yeah. And he says the phrase, I know you'll know how to take care of this, which I think is kind of weird. Yeah. But basically insinuating break up with her. It's a sad moment. Yeah, it's really sad because, again, Sada Young is so good at making sad faces. Like, not, he doesn't even have to talk. Yeah. And he doesn't there. You know, he's silent, I think, yeah. the whole time. And he's not, like, pitiful sad. Mm-hmm. It's more like a strong sadness. Yeah. Then Sada Young asks if it's an order, like mm-hmm. an official order. And Myungju's dad says that it's not an official order yet, but... If Sada Young doesn't want things to get ugly, he should do it before it becomes an official order, which... Again, using his power. <laughs> yeah, a, a real dick move. Yeah. So, Shijin is driving back with Mo Yan to the base, and he's in a bad mood because he's bummed mm-hmm. about the news, and Mo Yan asks, you know, why he's upset, and he tells her, uh, you know, that Shijin is being transferred and she was like oh are you jealous like are you gonna miss him Mm -hmm. and he's like no it's unfair and she said but I thought you know you do everything even if it's unfair and he said yeah but the reason it's an unfair order is not because it's coming from the commander it's coming from a dad yeah so I I liked that line a lot yeah it's pretty intense so after Shijin tells Mo Yeon that about all the stuff with um Sada Young leaving and being forced to go back to Korea. Mo Yeon says it's all like a melodrama and she asks Shijin how Myungju and Sada Young met. I personally really like this flashback. It shows uh Sada Young at some like march exercise, um, and he's being really fucking tough and he's telling people, like, I'll take your bags for you. You just gotta make it there. And he's mm-hmm. come back, like, a handful of times, and Myungju has been watching him, and she's the doctor on site. She's working with the medical stuff to make sure these guys are okay, and they're fine, and they're in the right state of mind, and they're not getting hurt. And she sees him going back and forth, and she sees him struggling, but continuing. And she stops him, and she's telling him, like, you've been through here so many times, and you're totally destroying your feet right now. That is not okay. And he's telling her, like, I'm going to keep doing it. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to help my team or whatever. And she tells him, like, are you doing this to be a really fantastic soldier? Or are you doing this to get thrown off of this so you can go crash your ex-girlfriend's wedding? Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just quiet. He's like, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Which is really funny, and you wouldn't think of coming from him. Yeah. Because when you see him now, in present time, he does what he's told, and mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships and stuff, he's kind of just like, okay, I guess this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. He's not showing any anger, or he's not he's not pushing anything, you know, or like mm-hmm. doing these crazy fucking things, like crashing weddings or bothering people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of exciting to Moyan, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, she's very interested in the story and where it's going. Mm-hmm. So she Jin's using that to entice her and keep her listening to him and following him. And mm-hmm. he's taking her all these places. So he takes her to the beach. And she's kind of not interested in getting on a boat with him and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of like, well, don't you want to know what happens at the wedding? Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. And she jumps in with him. Uh And so the story just keeps going. I don't know if you want to tell more of that story. Sure. So um, at this point, Myungju and Tho Young are in his car. 
And I, she just, like, jumps in. Yeah. So he's about to take off. He's in his suit. Mm-hmm. She's in her uniform, and she just jumps in the back seat. Yeah, and he's like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, and she tells him, I know you're going to your uh, ex-girlfriend's wedding, but I'm coming too, basically. And he was mm-hmm. like, and she, he's confused, and she's like, you're going to look like a fucking crazy person if you go alone and try to crash her yeah. wedding. and her words were like, your ex-girlfriend is going to be thankful that she left you yeah. because you're fucking weird. Exactly. If you show up with me, she's going to be thinking about you the whole night. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I love this part because it kind of cuts back to, like, present day with Moyan and Shijin. And she says, yeah, she's an expert at breaking couples. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, she's a salty bitch. I want to know more about that story. Yeah. I hope they go into that detail later. So, Myungju says, I'll go with you to this wedding, and I'll pretend to be your girlfriend, but you need to pretend to be my boyfriend and tell Shijin that we're dating. And so, at this point, Shijin hasn't really entered the story in this timeline. He's just going to be, like, the new commanding officer. And she casually mentions to Young that it's the guy, her dad, wants her to marry at this point and he says you know why don't you like him <laughs> i love this I like bit. this part <laughs> yeah and she says it's because he looks like a girl and then so the young says i like your reasoning <laughs> and i'm like that's funny so they keep talking about what they're going to do at the wedding blah blah blah. she's changing in the back seat yeah i like that moment also she like jumps to the front uh-huh and she asks, like, who am I or something? He's like, are you a virgin ghost? Uh-huh. And she's just staring at him, and she's like, I'm an angel. Yeah. And she, like, does a little flutter with her hands. And they, again, put, like, the sound effect, yeah. like, a flapping. And then she just stops, because he's not smiling or anything, uh-huh. and she just looks at him, and then just like, oh. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, she uses the word concept, which I was reading this article today of K-pop and K-drama slang terms mm-hmm. to look out for. And apparently, like, the concept thing is, like, a big deal in Korea. Like, my concept for this look is, um, and a lot of, um, Korean musicians do concept albums. Uh So, I guess the whole idea of a theme is, is a big deal to them sometimes. I mean, we don't really use concept here. Yeah. Like, that much, you know? Mm -hmm. And then our other say what word. Say what? is mentioned by Myungju also, if I'm not mistaken, when she's talking to Young in this flashback. And she says, uni. I don't remember what the exact line was, but mm-hmm. I made note of it. Uni, yeah. Uni, so, uni? Uni. Uni, okay. <laughs> so I think last week we talked about oppa, mm-hmm. and uni is kind of the female version of oppa. So okay. a girl calls an older guy oppa, and she calls an older girl Uni. Okay. And I read another article today because I'm doing a lot of research. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, um, Oni and Opa, the literal translation is older brother, older sister. But it can just refer to anyone who's a little bit older to you that you're not being super formal with. Okay. So um, if you're, like, best friends with somebody, you don't usually call them, like, Opa or uni unless you're kind of like joking around or you still can use that but you can also just like use names mm-hmm. whereas if you're like more acquaintances um that's when you would use opa and uni 
And you can also use it like, I guess, at a restaurant if you're waitress or something. And it's kind of like a casual restaurant if your waitress is clearly older than you, but not like super old. Yeah. You can call her oni. So it's hmm. kind of like you're a person who is kind of on my same level, but you're older than me. Yeah. Okay. So you're oni. And um, the male version of oni, so what a guy calls an older girl is nuna. And there's actually a whole genre of Korean dramas called, mm-hmm. like, I think they're basically called, like, Nuna love stories, where a younger guy falls in love with an older girl. <laughs> yeah. So there's a really popular drama called Something in the Rain, but the alternative title, or alternate title was Pretty Nuna Who Buys Me Food. Oh my god. So, <laughs> that drama is really good. It's kind of one of those, like, more gritty, real mm-hmm. dramas, which okay. Pretty Nuna Who Buys Me Food does not really... No, that doesn't sound like it would be at all. Yeah, but it's hmm. it's really good, but it's kind of... Um, I would say it kind of has the vibe of an indie movie. Okay. So it's, like, not super lovey, romantic, mm-hmm. and it's kind of sad. But hmm. I digress. <laughs> anyway. I, I feel like I'm going to need, like, a little glossary that I write up. Uh-huh. Uni and opa and all those other terms that uh-huh. are like kind of similar but not. I'll send you a link. Because okay. I, um, as I was, like, doing research for this episode, I came across an article on Drama Fever. And so Drama Fever has, like, I don't know if they're message boards, but it's kind of like a blog where they mm-hmm. have, like, news about k-dramas and the like and they had an article and it was like 101 k-drama words that you need to know or like korean slang that you need to know yeah so that's where i got concept and um oni and opa i think are on there but they're also just kind of yeah in the ether also okay going back to the virgin ghost thing mm-hmm. i do think it's also funny that she's wearing a white dress mm-hmm. i don't know if that has the same connotations in korea as it does here mm-hmm. where like you know you're not supposed to wear a white dress a to a wedding yeah i think so because she she makes a comment saying like look i even wore white like, okay to kind of piss off the bride <laughs> yeah and she seems like the type that would totally be okay with doing that and try mm-hmm. to make someone as jealous or as upset as possible. Mm-hmm. Like Moyan says, she's an expert <laughs> at breaking up couples. <laughs> so we cut back to Shijin and Moyan, and at this point they're like on a dock, getting ready to get into a boat. And again, Moyan is like, "I don't know if I want to go with you," but Shijin meets this dude, and <laughs> I like, that was- he like fist bumps him, and I'm like, "So he's just one of those people that becomes friends with everyone?" Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Moyan is still hesitant, and then Shijin is like, just get on the boat with me, and he kind of, like, pulls her in. Mm-hmm. So prior to when he pulls her on the boat, Moyan asks if they're in a love triangle. Shijin, Sevayang, and um, Myungju. Mm-hmm. And she keeps asking him, like, how do you feel about that? Because he says yes. And, you know, she keeps asking him all these questions, kind of like, not that she's necessarily jealous, but she's really interested at this point. Mm-hmm. And he's, he tells her, like, I don't know why you care, because you broke up with me. <laughs> and then he pulls her on the boat, and, like, they're kind of holding each other for balance. And I'm like, God, he's, like, really being fussy today. Yeah. Like, I don't know why you care. So then she tells him, like, I'm not curious. I just, you know, I was just 
asking to be polite or something like that and then he like gets down on her level and like makes eye contact and tells her like well you sure looked curious (laughs) and then the pop music swells and then they go on a little boat ride together and this song is basically all in korean so there's not like a good sing-along part yeah (laughs) it's the one with the guy singing right yeah yeah if you watch on Vicky, they will um, do subtitles for the music I as well. That, and I liked that. <laughs> so if you want to know what the lyrics are in English, you can definitely check it out there. I noted that the water looks super blue, like in all of the shots. And I've never been to a country, or, yeah, or place where water is actually blue and I not was like there once. It's green. Really pretty. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. You went to Greece? Mm-hmm. Oh, is it when you were studying abroad? Yeah. Oh. It was like. I mean, it wasn't really studying. It was, like, a summer mm. school trip in, like, between my junior and senior year of high school. Oh, okay. So we just got to go to, like, Spain and Italy and Greece and then Germany for, like, a day. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. But when we were in Greece, we went to this one beach, and it was just so blue and so pretty and, like... So this is true to life? Yeah, it was, okay. it was amazing. Like, you don't see that in Corpus Christi. <laughs> Where the water is green. Yeah, it's all murky. You don't know what the hell's hiding in there. <laughs> yeah, this is complete opposite. Awesome. Yeah. The beach scene happens, and they're kind of just, like, walking and talking, you know, typical, like, I like you, but I don't want to admit it sort mm-hmm. of thing. And he's telling her a story of if you take a pebble from the beach, you come back. Mm-hmm. It's really strange. I know. I thought that was kind of a lame I, story. I wasn't too. sure, like, what exactly that meant. Like, what does that mean you come back? Like, you should get to visit again? The romantic in me kind of just assumes that, like, if you come there, I guess, with someone and you take a pebble with you, it means, like, you'll get to go back there with that together. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, we'll have another moment together, I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know. And she's like, did you make that up? <laughs> I love how sassy she's being. Yeah. Um, but he basically gives her a little pebble. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cute. And then there's this weird, rusty old ship just chilling there. Mm-hmm. And she wants to go inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says it's bewitched. Yeah, I think that's like a weird word choice. Yeah. But. Okay. Yeah, and then she says like, he says that happens to pe- to things when they're bewitched, like as if like kind of stuck in time, mm-hmm. I guess. And she asks him, "Have you ever been bewitched?" And he says, "I think you know." Oh my god! <laughs> like, ah. oh my god! <laughs> so and then more music. Uh huh. And they're kind of going back and forth. Um, he's talking, asking her questions about how she's been and things like that. And she gets kind of cold and tells him like, I think you've misunderstood. And in Korean dramas, usually the line of like, I think you misunderstood or I don't want you to misunderstand mm-hmm. is kind of a way for people to be like, stop. I don't like you like that. Uh-huh. Um, so I kind of think that's what she's doing here. But mm-hmm. basically she tells him like, I'm not here because I want to be like, I have... I've changed, like, I have a different life in Korea, like, I don't do surgeries anymore because I wasn't getting anywhere, and apparently that's not a real skill, so, which Yeah, that's, sucks. that's her really being hard on herself, yeah, her past situations and not getting those promotions and stuff. And yeah, so she's like, I'm gonna move past this, and when I get back, like, I'm gonna pretend like it never happened, basically, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be really busy and work really hard, so, like, don't bother was kind of... Mm-hmm. her attitude 
and he looks kind of like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all really interesting. Like, in a little while, they end up going back to base and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but they were having an okay time. Yeah. And then suddenly, things just, like, turned. Yeah. And she was just, like, rude and was totally uninterested in him. Started about right there, you were talking about. Just, yeah. Just, like, like, she can't decide what she wants. Exactly. And so she's nice to him one minute and, like, mm-hmm. joking around having a good time. And then the next, like, she's a total fucking bitch. Yeah, it's like she lets her guard down uh-huh. and, like, is enjoying herself. But then she's like, wait, no, like, I can't be like this And then she's kind of rude thing. and just, like, ooh, yeah. uncomfortable. It's hard. And yeah. it's really sad because he's trying to be really nice to her. He's trying to be nice. He's trying to be romantic. Yeah. And, and there's times when he's, like, stupid and an asshole or he'll make, like, weird macho-y comments uh-huh. that are, like, totally unnecessary. Uh-huh. But I feel like overall he's trying to be, like, a decent human mm-hmm. and make her feel happy or whatever. And it's just a weird situation. It's just a lot of back and forth. Yeah. So after that whole bit, we cut back to the medical team, and it looks like the older doctor made kimchi fried rice. Um at least that's what it looked like with the brief shot of the bowl. It looked really good, whatever it, did. it was. Just a huge fucking bowl of goodness. Yeah, and then he, like, has the fried egg on top. It's really funny. So my boyfriend Alex pointed out that in a lot of Korean dramas that he's seen with me, there's a scene where the person who made the food is kind of, like, stirring it, and then they take a big spoonful, and then they say, it's ready. And then, like, <laughs> everyone digs in. Uh-huh. So I don't know if that's, like a thing or it's just a thing in korean dramas but let us know yeah (laughs) but they do it in this one and it's really funny because the younger younger doctor lee chi hoon is like grossed out by everybody wanting to eat all out of the same bowl Mm -hmm. with their spoons and i noticed on this viewing that he has this little tray in front of him yes but he's the only one (laughs) and he like grabbed a spoonful and then grabbed the entire egg yeah and then that other guy was like, no, like, you can't take the whole egg. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. And that's when he takes that bite, and he's just so disgusted. He's like, uh-huh. fuck you guys. Like, I'm not going to eat. I'm just yeah. going to starve myself. Yeah, and then he goes outside, and he's talking to his fiance, and he's like, I mean, we're doctors. We should be hygienic, <laughs> which I guess. But also, it's like, come on, dude. Like, look at where you're living right now. Yeah. Like, you can eat out of the same bowl. And, like, everyone was having such a good time, too. And uh-huh. he was like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> he got really, like, prissy and sort of, I guess, mm-hmm. like, a rich kid again. You yeah. know, like, wanting his own tray and his own food and his own egg. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the older doctor says, like, clearly you haven't been to the army yet or something like that. Like, I love how the older doctor constantly calls him out for being. Yeah, and he's just kind of, like, whatever, too. Like, nothing really phases him. Uh-huh. And then, um... A, another dirty kid comes up behind him and sh- scares him, shocks mm-hmm. him. The kid is also dirty like those other ones. Like, like he's been rolling around in mud all day or something. Mm-hmm. And he touches the doctor on his side, telling him that he's hungry. And that guy freaks out. And he notices the big hand stain on his shirt. And then in American, in English, he's like, um, you can't go around touching people's clothes with those dirty hands. I know. I, and the kid's just staring at him, and oh, it's so uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And I, I made the note, like, 
he was all of us. Like, yeah, we were all, all watching together. And getting gross. <laughs> if he saw those kids in the beginning licking that metal, he would have, like, fucking run away. <laughs> yeah. So gross. But the kid is telling him, like, I'm hungry. Please feed me. They mm-hmm. said y'all are giving food. I'm assuming they is the other kids. He's mm-hmm. like, I couldn't make it earlier. Uh-huh. And he doesn't know what to do. And he's, again, the younger doctor. He's so naive he doesn't know what the fuck is going on also because he's not speaking the same language yeah and and the kid is just like staring at him and then groans and throws up and passes out and his uh-huh. mouth is all white and foamy and uh-huh. it's oh yeah it's it, it's not cute it is not cute later the kid becomes cuter once he gets cleaned up once he's but, cleaned up and once he's had some iv in him yeah but right now said, but right now it's just it's, not it's a good sad, look it's a sad scene so as that's happening um dr i, I called her dr kang in the notes i don't know why <laughs> kang mo yan and shi jen pull up in their car and then exactly at the right yeah time. perfect timing they along with the younger doctor, um, bring the kid into the medicube, and they're trying to figure out what's wrong with him. Mm-hmm. So, Shi Jin suggests that it's lead poisoning, and um, Li Chi Hoon, the young doctor, says, like, it can't be lead poisoning because it doesn't happen this quickly. Like, usually lead poisoning, um, the symptoms kind of go on for, like, a period of time, mm-hmm. and they're not this bad, basically. And then Kang Mo-yeon realizes, like, oh, it's because he's so malnourished. malnourished that the body is absorbing lead as a nutrient, and that's why he got the poisoning so quickly. So after this, her mood is kind of, like, half resentful, half yeah, embarrassed. She, she gets even more, like, mean. mean and uncomfortable than she was at the end of their last conversation. Mm-hmm. And she basically tells Shijin, like, thanks, but you stick to your job and I'll stick to mine. Mm-hmm. And he responds to her with another great line, quote, if you're grateful, all you need to be is grateful. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a that's a good one. So, and he tells her, like, you know what? You've changed. Like, you used to say that upholding human life was the most sacred thing. And, like, now you're basically fighting with me over... Saving a life. Yeah, over diagnosis and saving a Mm -hmm. life of a kid. And she says that not all doctors can be, like, Schweitzer, which they reference Mm -hmm. Schweitzer a lot in this drama. Quite often, yeah. So I Googled him. (laughs) And did you know who he was? No. Okay, I don't know if it's, like, a thing in Korea, but... Because I had never heard of him. But basically, he's, like, this Renaissance man who is not born in the renaissance he was around in like the late 1800s early 1900s and he did a lot of stuff like he won a nobel prize for philosophy and he made like advancements in music and things like that but he also was a medical doctor and um he went around poor countries um countries mostly in africa and i think war-torn areas and he helped set up hospitals Hmm. And apparently he did this because he had white guilt for colonialism. And so he wrote a bunch about wow. how um, basically colonialism was ruining the world and how all the atrocities, like, the original colonists and white people did to, mm-hmm. you know, minorities was terrible. So he was kind of trying to make, I guess, repairs yeah. <laughs> for them. So that was interesting. I highly recommend reading his Wikipedia page if mm. you want to know more because it was very interesting 
Anyway, so she says, not all doctors can be like Schweitzer. Shijin comes back with a burn and says, yeah, there need to be doctors who appear on TV too. (laughs) (laughs) And so he's kind of calling her out like, okay, you broke up with me because you said that being a doctor and holding up human life was the most important thing to you. Mm -hmm. And you had a problem with me like killing people essentially for human or like you know national and world security but now all you care about is like making money and how being on tv and how you appear so what the fuck basically yeah so i think it kind of seems like at this point i think her not getting that professor position has her really jaded. You know, it's not important to care to save people anymore. Yeah, it's, just, it's about who you know and how you look and what connections you can make. Mm-hmm. And then also with that chairman, like, being so gross and mm-hmm. disgusting towards her, it's like a whole other thing that she has to think about. Yeah. She hasn't had it quite so easy either. No. Um... So Shijin leaves kind of like huffy again, and mm-hmm. then an alarm sounds, and Wolf tells Shijin that the Medicube is under FCON uh, Bravo, which apparently stands for Force Protection Condition. Do you know what this means? No. Okay, I googled this too. <laughs> and apparently FCON Bravo means that there is a terrorist threat and or certain security measures need to be taken in a certain area. So basically they're on lockdown. Mm-hmm. They get word that a VIP patient is coming to the Medicube and it happens to be a president of the Arab League. And this guy is pretty important right now because he's working on negotiating peace treaties in the area. And he's also a candidate for the Nobel Peace Prize uh, for Mid-E- for the, his Mideast Treaty. And they show a picture with him and Obama. Yeah, so apparently Koreans loved Obama. I've seen at least three dramas where if they want to make a main character seem important or like mm-hmm. worldly, they'll show he's, him with he's Obama. In a photo with Obama. <laughs> it, like funny. they just Photoshop Obama That's shaking funny. this person's hand. Nice. Um, and then I've also seen people on YouTube or Instagram like they'll do vlogs mm-hmm. of Korea. And they'll be like, look, there's Obama in the cafe. And there's just, like, people will hang pictures of Obama, like, on the wall. Like, look at that guy. I know. I don't know why they loved him so much. I mean, I liked the guy, too. But um, I saw a little article post thing about how, like, almost 90% of Koreans favored Obama, Uh which is really high. that's a lot of people. Yeah. (laughs) So. Wow. Okay, so then. This president is very important because he was in a photo with Obama. Yeah. A photoshopped photo. Um, And so he's ill. He needs medical attention very quickly. Um, And they also need to keep him safe because apparently opposing forces for this treaty and stuff might be trying to assassinate him. So he's got a lot of Secret Service guys that are huddled around him and dealing with him. And there's just... A lot of chaos suddenly. Mm-hmm. Like, one moment you're dealing with a single kid, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you're dealing with this huge, important figure that whose life is just so incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shijin has his chart, his medical chart, and he hands it to Moyan. Um, but come to find out, most of it is blacked out. Mm-hmm. And the other doctors are kind of, like, trying to read it and see, and they're like, we can't see anything. Like mm-hmm. This is nothing. Yeah, this, this, this doesn't tell us anything. This is useless. And she basically tells them, like, he's a VIP patient, 
And so his medical history is incredibly important, and mm-hmm. it could be a big deal if things got out. Mm-hmm. And it could be, like, it could be used against him in some way, mm-hmm. or it's just it's not good for these things to be out. So we need to kind of think about what we're doing and what his symptoms are and try to... Like, read between the lines. Yeah, be creative in what you're seeing and reading and hearing and everything. Mm-hmm. Sounds really, really difficult. Yeah, stressful. Just, yeah, oh God, I can't imagine being in that situation. No. Yeah. Yeah. So the commander, who I think it's the same commander who told Shijin, like, don't mess with those uh-huh. black market guys or whatever. Same guy who's on the on his little earpiece talking to him. And he's telling them um, to let them know that even the Blue House, which is Korean White House, Mm -hmm. is in on the situation and that he wants to be filled in on every single little detail. They want to know exactly what is happening. Mm -hmm. And Shijin's like, yeah, okay, whatever. So the medical team is trying to figure out what's wrong with him. And at one point, the bodyguard gives Moyan some medication, nitroglycerin. Did I pronounce that correctly? I think it's nitroglycerin. Nitroglycerin. Mm -hmm. And he says that the president's doctor gave that to him. So, as soon as they administer that, <laughs> he starts doing worse. Yeah, his blood pressure Yeah, drops. and it's, like, intense. And then part of me was like, this is a really weird scene. Like, the way he handed it to her, mm-hmm. and it was just like, here, they gave this to it us. It kind of seems shady, right? It, yeah, and just, like, his expression uh-huh. and his demeanor, like, everything about him seemed a little bit shady. And I was like, is he really trying to kill him? <laughs> <laughs> is he part of the assassination team? I know. I'm like, it was really weird and uncomfortable. Are you a bad actor? Or are you a bad guy? Like, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't tell. Or just like a really mean, he's playing uh-huh. a really mean Secret Service guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the blood pressure drops. The music is getting like really intense and crazy. And Moyan is thinking that he's bleeding internally. And obviously if you're bleeding internally, you got some major fucking problems. Uh-huh. And she can't like help him or figure out what to do unless she opens him up and mm-hmm. does surgery. And so she's saying, like, I won't know what exactly is wrong with him or what we can do until I open him up. Mm-hmm. And then that same guy is like, no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, if I don't do this, he's going to die. Mm-hmm. You understand that? And he's like, you're not, you're not his doctor. You cannot perform on him. I cannot, I cannot have you do that. Mm-hmm. And he fucking pulls a gun on her and the rest of the medical team. And it's so intense. Like, mm-hmm. These are not soldiers. These are not people that are cut out for this shit. These uh-huh. are just, like, people there to help. Yeah. Like, that's all they're supposed to Or be to punished. <laughs> yeah, or be punished, yeah. And so, while this is happening, Shijin and the other soldiers aren't quite sure what to do. Mm-hmm. And in his little earpiece, that same guy is telling him, like, don't step in. Mm-hmm. This isn't our decision to make. This is his people's decision to make. If they don't want her to perform that's fine then she doesn't perform Mm -hmm. but if he dies it'll look bad on her and she's to blame for not performing surgery it's really fucked up just oh man yeah they he kind of is like either way it's not our problem again yeah he's like yeah fuck it like if he dies who the fuck cares it'll be her fault not ours we're okay yeah just don't step in and shijin is listening to this and he looks at her and he's like can you save him Mm -hmm. And she's obviously concerned and scared. And, like, you don't know if you're going to be able to save someone, you know, especially when the majority of his chart is redacted and you can't actually tell what his issue is. Mm -hmm. And she's just telling him, like, I 
I don't know. I won't know until I actually open him. And mm-hmm. he's like, can you save him? That's what I need to know. Mm-hmm. And it's just like long pause. It feels like it's eternity. Mm-hmm. She's like, yes, I can. And he's like, okay, do what you need to do. He takes off that earpiece all badass. Uh-huh. Throws his gun out on the other guys, and then all the soldiers do the same. Oh, it's so intense. Yeah, and so, like, oh. a really intense standoff. And I love at that moment where uh, Lee Chi Hoon... Yes! He, he, like, <laughs> he gets, like, really stiff and is like, oh, don't shoot Oh, my me. God. Um, like, because everyone else looks, like, visibly scared, but he's the only one that, like, like kind of jumps, jumps back. Yeah, yeah, he's frozen. Yeah. Um, you can see the terror in his face. Mm-hmm. So, after that, the episode ends. And yes. we see the still Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Yeah, I think this is one of, like, the biggest cliffhanger moments. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Like I said, we ended on a really intense moment, but uh, how'd you feel? I liked episode? this episode, <laughs> yeah. This one gave, I feel like, a lot of important details. Mm-hmm. So, we're introduced to, like, what I'm assuming are the really bad guys, which mm-hmm. is those... Um, black market dudes mm-hmm. and that, that one American guy who's shooting people left and right. Yeah. Um, and then we hear a little bit more about um, Youngju and Sada Young's story and how they actually met and what their relationship is really all about. Mm-hmm. And then also just seeing Moyeon and uh, Shijin talk more and mm-hmm. Try to get that shit figured out. I don't know. Yeah, I I like this episode because there are some like really cute moments, but mm-hmm. I think it I think it's good on a lot of levels because it shows like Moyan kind of standing up for herself and being mm-hmm. like, "No, dude, like I'm not gonna be wooed by you," mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. But then it's also kind of like you're being kind of mean to him, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she she has changed and. I mean, I guess it's kind of one of those, I guess, like, ethical questions or, I don't know, more not, con- like, you can't really answer it with a concrete answer, but, like, is it wrong that she just wants to, like, have a nice career and, like, mm-hmm. live a cushy life and, you know, be on TV? Like, Especially is that so wrong? <laughs> it seems like she's been working really hard mm-hmm. her whole life, you know, and yeah. really focusing on other people mm-hmm. and other people's needs instead of probably her own. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind of on team Kang Moyan, but mm-hmm. also, you know, he does seem like a good guy, even though he has some problematic lines. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, so yeah, there is a lot of tension, and it's really hard to, like, pick a side, which I like that kind of conflict. Mm-hmm. You, in, you understand both sides. Yeah. So I'm excited to see their relationship progress. So, I guess this can bring us to our I love you mm-hmm. moment of the episode. I love you. I love you. I will always love you. I love you. The moment that gave us all the feels. So, <laughs> what is your I love you moment? Well, last week my moment was the end. Uh-huh. When she loses a scarf and he comes out. And, I mean, they show that again just a little bit <laughs> yeah. more. So, I guess, yeah, that could still be my moment. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I love her, like you said earlier, like her face acting, where yeah. she looks so 
confused and like almost a little bit excited but like and also she stays, like she's gonna cry she stays frozen there too uh-huh. like when he walks past there's they start talking to the nurses and mm-hmm. doctors and she's still there like she doesn't know what to do or how to respond she's mm-hmm. in so much shock mm-hmm. so i would say that's still a definite one for this episode mm-hmm. yeah I made a note, like, it was really hard for me to pick, but then I have three, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I really liked the moment when he kind of, like, holds her on the boat, and mm-hmm. he makes eye contact with her, and is telling her, like, I think you were curious, because in that moment, you can tell, obviously, she was really curious, mm-hmm. and obviously, she is kind of still interested in him, Yeah, but she's just kind of being reserved, and so I like that moment where... I like it when he kind of gets down on her level and he Mm -hmm. makes eye contact with her. That is really cute to me. And then my alternate I love you moment is um, when the old doctor is messing with the old nurse and tells Mm -hmm. her to run away with him. (laughs) I love them together. And he's like, let's just leave. (laughs) Let's not catch diseases. Let's Let's just go. So I think... I think the third one will technically be my I love you moment, Um, even though we don't have the I love you music there, but, you know. Yeah, no, it can still count. All of the eye contact between Moyan and Shijin is great to me, (laughs) too. All right, so do you have any predictions or anything you're looking forward to next Mm -hmm. episode? Well, obviously, I want to get through this intense scene, mm-hmm. this cliffhanger. I want to get that over with so I can breathe again. Yeah. Um, and then I want to see if maybe they talk more about those black market dudes and what's happening there mm-hmm. because that shit seems really shady. Yeah. And they were so vague when they were in there earlier, you know, in this mm-hmm. episode. And you see them for such a brief moment. Mm-hmm. I want to know a little bit more about what exactly their whole deal is. Yeah. In this imaginary country. Yes, I am looking forward to getting more Myungju and yes. maybe some Sada Young and seeing how their stuff happens. Um, but yeah, it's we're really picking up here, I yes. feel like. Yeah. <laughs> episode two was kind of like laying more groundwork, but episode three really goes at it with now a lot of storyline. Yeah. yeah, everyone is in the same little area. area. Yeah. Yes, so I guess that will do it for us for this episode. If you would be so kind, we would love it (laughs) if you could subscribe to us and give us a review. Um, If you want to email us, our email is okdramapodcast at gmail.com, and you can send us notes and tell us what we did wrong, or if you have any suggestions um, for future topics or dramas, please let us know. You can also follow us on Twitter at okay drama pod and on instagram at okay drama podcast also so give us a follow let us know what you want to see next and i guess that's it for this episode i think so yeah all right so we'll talk to you next week bye bye